Welcome to the Leanne Hart Podcast. Leanne is a mighty servant to God who wears many hats. She is a wife to J.W. Hart, the Iron Man of professional bull riding, a loving mother, and a bucking bull stock contractor alongside of her husband at Hart Cattle Company. But that's not all. She's an inspirational speaker, pastor, singer, songwriter, worship leader, and a beautiful sister in Christ. After the podcast is over, make sure you give it a like and a share, and please subscribe and review this podcast. Without further ado, I introduce you to your host, a true Holy Spirit hustler, a lovely and passionate woman, Miss Leanne Hart. Hey everybody, it's Leanne Hart here with Leanne Hart Ministries, and I've got two super fun guests with me today. I'm sitting currently at home at our kitchen table with Bert, aka Meg Lynch. <laughs> you guys know her very well, and also my daughter, McAdoo, Michaela Rain Mac Hart. And she's 14 years old, and so she's kind of nervous about, you know, getting on this podcast. It's like, what do we do? We're talking to thin air. Why are we going to talk about that, Mom? <laughs> so we haven't really set up a whole agenda about what we're actually going to talk about. We are, we were just sitting here thinking about how we're excited about going to Drover Cowboy Church and to Damascus this weekend, two different places in Arkansas. And uh, we're going to be talking about what we think versus what he said another word in other words we're going to talk about what the world thinks and what we think as human beings versus what the good lord said what does the good book say you know and what's the one thing in this world that you're connected to that would cause anxiety for you if you no longer had access to it and so we're going to be talking about lots of fun things this weekend but as i sit here right now i just want to welcome bert and Mac. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll try to keep this as clear as we can. So, Mac, you know, we should probably just start with some weird questions for you to just break the ice because mom likes to be weird. Um, you know, what's your favorite book? You got a favorite book that you would share? Um, probably The Girl on Shinwar's List. Is there a... Because you do love to read. So... Um, besides your favorite book, is there a book series that you've loved? Because you've read a couple different book series. Um, probably The Boxcar Children or The Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, those are good. Okay, so another thing. Like, how would you describe your personality? <laughs> oh, if you could see her face right now. <laughs> um, your personality, not mine. You don't have to describe me. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. Oh, no. Um... You don't know? I don't know. <laughs> That's like a... It's not loaded. It's a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, easier. Favorite worship group, singer, artist? Brandon whatever. Lake. Brandon Lake. That was fast. That was... See, <laughs> you're sure-footed on that one. Very sure-footed on that. Funniest sibling you have since you have five. Oh. Actually six, but yeah. Oh, that's... Oh, gosh. Um, probably Junior. Junior. Well, he, he is five. He tends to <laughs> say a lot of things funny. Him or, I mean, Sakar is okay. funny too. Let's get real. Who's the most annoying? Wacy Hart. Wacy Hart. <laughs> 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 That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. And, and just here's, some, here's a little, here's a fun one and we'll go to something else. But like, when you become a parent, how will you parent differently than your, your dad and I? Mm, I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. How would you parent differently? Um, I mm. let them have soda in the house. You would let <laughs> <laughs> You would let them have soda. <laughs> oh, That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay, so what we're gonna do today is we wanna talk about discipleship. We wanna talk about modern day discipleship and sort of what that looks like. Because when Bert came to move in with us, it's been six years now. And um, not everybody is like, hey, come live with me. Yeah. Let me disciple you. Let me walk with you. Let's do it this way. Let's train up in the way that you shall go. And, yeah. 
And, and, and it doesn't always look like this where I'm like, yeah, Bert, come live. Come on. Right. Come move into the house and be part of all the stuff and see everything. everything. Hear everything. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know? And so we were looking, we were looking that up and, you know, basically discipleship in a simple, in simple terms is just practicing the practicing of training people, uh, in the way that they really should go in Jesus name, because we're not, I'm not saying follow me. I'm saying, let's follow Jesus together. Cause I'm following him. So, you know, you come, let's follow him together. And, uh, we want to follow a teacher and our teacher is Jesus. That's what Paul did. And so, um, that's, that's super important. So I would say Bert, um, because you and I've been talking about some different things here and, and you're discipling Mac now. So we have like three generations sitting right here at this table and, um, I've challenged you to ask some questions, Stephen, to the worship team that you're part of now, the youth worship. And, and I want to, I'm just going to speak these out and then maybe have you tackle some of the questions that are here. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to hear from you, Mac, also um, how you responded to some of the questions. Because as a foster parent, when we fostered for 12 years, um, if kids were old enough to have an understanding, you laid out an expectation. So when they came into this house, they would know some of the boundaries. They would know. And I wanted to know about them too. And some of the kids that came, came with a, here's my manual. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. Mm -hmm. Food, habits, (laughs) character traits from people, you know. And so Mm -hmm. um, today, I think it's wise in discipleship to also hit that head on and it's a new modern word would say people are looking for a mentor, um, someone to teach them the way to do whatever. But if people come to me, I know they're, they're like, we just want to learn to do what you're doing and you follow Jesus. So that's what we want to know. And yeah. to me, that's discipleship. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I wrote down a couple of questions because these were certain things that came to my mind that anybody that would be coming into our circle to go with us or do anything jazz has been going with us. And so we've sent, you know, she's, she's responded to these questions and I would suggest this for anyone Mm -hmm. to ask certain things so you can know how to communicate with people. It's not all roses and sugar plums and Mm -hmm. bubble gum and all the thing, you know, because you're in the trenches, you're in the pit, you're doing it together. And, it's a new experience every single time. So just to kind of get some thoughts out there, I'm just going to read these off. I've got like 12 questions right here, guys, that um, they're thoughts that I've prayed about, discipleship thoughts that, uh, that I've asked. And they're this. Number one, are you teachable? Two, are you okay with correction? Three, can you recognize authority? Four, can you... Operate under leadership. Five, what do you think about when you think about uncomfortable pressure? Six, how easy is it to accept a challenge? Seven, are you mission-minded? Eight, are you willing to train for the mission? Uh, Do you like to read your Bible? That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Nine, are you the same person off the stage as you are on the stage? Ten, where is the hardest or most difficult to submit to God in your life? 11, how well do you serve others? And 12, I think this is actually 13 questions. I skipped over a number. Mm-hmm. When is it hardest to serve others? So take it from here on your thoughts. On, on I'm sure some were highlighted more than others. Yeah. So I've, I've always felt like I've been pretty teachable because I have a, a desire to learn. And I've always kind of been one that I, I want to... Um, to be able to experience it by someone else doing it as well and to come alongside and do it with them. So I do, I feel like me getting to see um, you guys live life and live out the word of God and, and to me, for me to be able to come alongside you, I had that desire to learn. So I, I felt like my heart was, you know, I feel like my heart's teachable. The part where are you okay with correction I am completely okay with correction, but the Lord had help, has helped me to grow um, in such a way where I know whenever I receive a correction, it's always out of love. Like, especially living with you guys for if, if we've ever 
come to a moment where there's a correction, it's easier now for me to know because I've been here for six years, maybe than it was at the beginning, that correction is out of love. And I am one that will beat myself up if I feel like I've disappointed somebody. So I do have a desire to, to do well. Um, but now it's so quick in my brain to know like, hey, they love me. And, and this is out of love. And so it's, um, I've grown in such a way where I can, I can drop it and, and pick up the correction in a positive way and not sit there and beat myself up and stew on it and really make it worse because I'm just stuck on, you know, what I did wrong instead of like, oh, thank you for that correction. Do you think yeah. that working cattle <laughs> has helped you understand how important it is to let go of it and I do. move on. I do. I remember <laughs> one of the first one of the first few times that I was here and I tried to tie that gate and it was a short rope. We had just sorted everything and everything was separated the way they were supposed to and the pins were set and we were done for the day. Gonna head back up to the house and they had this short rope on a gate that was able to be tied a certain way and I didn't know how it was supposed to be tied <laughs> and I did not tie it right and everything got out <laughs> and I felt so bad because you know it was my mistake for having that we had to go back and fix it but with that correction you guys taught me so I was able to learn from that and, and everybody has made that mistake yes yeah but silly stuff like that that really is applicable to life because it's like when you have a shortcoming, those people that God stacks around you can pour into you. And when you receive it and, and don't stew on what you did wrong and you just receive the correction and know that it's out of love, because that's how, I mean, grace and, and truth and love all go together. And, but it's the truth that you have to be willing to receive the truth and, and acknowledge that, hey, I'm not perfect, so I want to grow. And I, I want to step into that. And um, I think it is definitely harder for, I've had to kind of um, notice that like when it's people that I don't know as well, that mm -hmm. I don't have as much of a connection with. Relationship. Yeah, a, a relationship with and an established understanding of where they're coming from. That has been really good for me to know that if I receive correction from somebody I don't have that relationship with to remind myself, okay, Lord, help me receive this in love to receive the truth and to then better myself in that way um, so that I can be better at receiving correction in every way. I think it's been hard for me sometimes too, especially not, we stepped into this six years ago, not really fully understanding. And I don't think we still do under fully understand because we are still growing together in what we're doing in ministry in life in general but it's not always easy for me not to just do it all and so when you are training someone up you're yeah. you're taking your hand off of it so that they can actually step up and learn to put their hand on it mm -hmm. and that wasn't easy for me because i had to come to an understanding that moses had a joshua right that mm -hmm. jesus was raising up disciples why because he wasn't going to be here forever yeah. so he needed to teach them and when he said to them go and do in yeah. my name it was so confusing for them because they were like we want to do it in your name but we want you to be here right right <laughs> like you're the backbone you're yeah. the authority yeah. you're the guy and he's saying no I'm, I'm imparting my authority to you mm -hmm. and it's going to work through you and and I think that's so important for people to understand that are in leadership that you will also step into other roles. You're leading, yeah. but you're also serving. Yeah. You're also stepping back. You're also moving around. You're taking yeah. your hand off and you're allowing those to sometimes make a mistake mm -hmm. or even fail because that's the way you learn. Yeah. And, but I love that. Like you never set me up to fail. Mm -hmm. You know, you, yeah. you always set me up for success but it's not just like you know Jesus died so that we would choose him but he still gave us free will it's not a controlling thing it's a, it's a guiding thing yeah and so it, you have helped guide me in such a way that 
it's not a, it's not a controlling that's not what discipleship is it's not controlling it's right. it's a helpful guide mm-hmm. and so even like with the way that you've handled what you said about taking your hand off of things and the way that I've seen you do that and with stepping into the youth worship leader uh role at church I'm not always there every practice I'm not always there every Wednesday and so I have been able to learn from you that you can set them up for success and it's not a control thing. They they then get to step into that and and lead as well, even when I'm not there. And yeah. so that's been cool to see like with Mac even. Yeah. What's um, that like for you, Mac? With everybody. Just you've got someone that's imparted this leadership to you, Bert, but she's not always able to be there. How does what she's doing there roll into what's happening when she's not there? Well, I think, like, when she's there, she, uh, like, we'll be in a position to where we're having trouble or we'll be in a position to where we're, like, not grasping what we're supposed to do, I guess. And she'll explain to us how to do it or something. And when she's gone, we'll be in the same position. And then we're like, hey, guys, Bert. Remember when Bert said how to do it? Remember Bert said to do this? Remember Bert said to do this? And it, and then we'll do it, and it just it lines it all out, and it helps mm-hmm. us do that. And so I think when she's there, she just she lines out how to do the basics. Mm-hmm. Like, she'll line out how to, how to not even do it just to communicate with each other what we need to do or just to talk to each other about what we need from them or what they need from us or, like, just to line it all out before we all get frustrated and sideways so communication and not obligated to be offended mm-hmm. you okay. you know like yeah. you are obligated to communicate but you are not obligated to be offended yep that's really good yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so um when when you think about being in a position to uh listen learn be taught or go teach last night I was in Long Grove at the assemblies and we were having a women's night with the heart to heart ministry and Carrie Turpin gave her testimony which would be an incredible opportunity for me to have her here to share that that would be awesome I need to do that note to self Um, but she shared something and the way she worded it just hit me in a different way but she said I she said he moves he's moved um that God is moved by your weakness so that he can be your strength. It's like when you say, here you go, mm-hmm. I'm weak in this area, yeah. and I can only do this with your strength. And I really thought about that today, that he's moved by my weakness. Mm-hmm. He's moved when I surrender my weakness. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really hard to make yourself vulnerable right. to expose a weakness. Yeah. Especially even in discipleship, because you want to go in there, you want to be doing all the things, and you want people to think that you can do all the things. I know from experience over and over and over and over that I can be good at something, but I'm going to be need help to get great at that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can be good at singing, but I have accepted help to get better. I can hold Mm -hmm. notes longer because I've learned different breathing techniques or Mm -hmm. just hearing people encourage me. They can hear when I'm a little bit stronger and I can sing a little louder. And so, um, when you think about that, what is something for both of you? So just think about this for a minute, Bert, you may already be prepared to, to speak on this, but what is something that you have had to really, uh, not operate in the weakness, but to recognize the weakness and lean not on your own understanding, but really put to use the scriptures because scripture says, don't lean on your own understanding, Mm -hmm. lean on me. But when we are talking to people and I say, Hey, just line your life up with the word of God, you know, just do that. It's not always easy to just line your life up with the word of God. So what does that look like for you? Hmm. That's really good. So a weakness, um, golly, 
that's one of those things that is like whenever you're faced with those with those weak moments that you're like why does it feel like it takes strength to lay the weakness down because sometimes it's hard yeah you know to lay those things down um you know what's so weird is i got a picture when you just said that about taking strength to lay the weakness down yeah but it really takes release because you're you're really carrying it yeah you know and it's like you think you have to pick it up and move it somewhere else. right and he's like let it go yeah just drop it get a new grip yeah hmm Oh, let's see. Is there an avenue you have in mind? <laughs> hmm. Well, when what about from when you first came to now? Okay, so, um, I think definitely the the. I think it's easier for me to, um, to believe for other people or to encourage other people than it is for myself. And so over time, um, I've been able to recognize the weakness of, um, of like my own mind of my own understanding of, uh, how I see myself even. And I don't think I, uh, fully grasp that, or maybe I didn't want to acknowledge it. I'm not, I'm not sure which, but um, the Lord has revealed to me that it, it, the weakness of, you know, what I don't like about my own voice, I'd be singing and, and I'm like, oh, I like Leanne's voice so much better, you know, <laughs> or I'm like, I, I love when Leanne sings this song better, you know, cause some songs just sound better with different tones or whatever. But, um, I think the, the weakness of noticing that, that I'm like, you know, I don't really like this very much. And you started, you started, um, or my own thoughts. I'm like, I don't really like how I think about, um, I don't always feel the, the sharpest or the most athletic or the most, you know, like I, like I learn the slow. fastest. Yeah. Yeah. You used, and, used to say that. I'm yeah, slow. I haven't I'm heard slow. you say that in forever. Yes. And it's because, um, even when I'd say little stuff that, you know, I would kind of be pretty lighthearted about and be like, I just like your voice better on this song. It, you know, the tone sounds better. And you're like, you know, I want you to say, I love my voice. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And that's so simple, but yeah. yeah, but it, but it really is. It really does retrain your brain as cliche as it sounds. It's like, okay, I love my voice. And why do I love my voice? And it's because God gave me this voice. That's right. And I, need to be so thankful for like, okay, thank you, Lord, that I have a voice at all to speak, uh, that to, yeah. to, to sing, whatever that may be. I, I want to say, Lord, I love my voice. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, that just kind of turned into Lord, I love my mind and I love, because I, you don't really, um, you don't really prioritize that in that way. I think the world calls it, um, you know, like wants to, wants to redefine everything that's healthy and it really is you know when we when we truly love god and understand how he sees us then we can lay that weakness down of you know oh all my shortcomings oh i'm so imperfect and you can lay that down and say god really loves me (laughs) because he created me and so i want to love god's creation and if i can understand that god loves his creation otherwise he just wouldn't have created it, then I'm going to love my voice and I'm going <laughs> to lay yeah. this weakness of, you know, my imperfections down and say, thank you, Lord, for, for giving me what you've given me. And thank you for allowing me the opportunity to grow it. Yeah. Mac. Um, probably me with like my guitar. I could say like with the chords and keys and things like that. Like, I don't know all the fancy stuff. I'm simple and I'm that's I'm good there. But I think it's I think it was hard for me for a while to not be like I know that I don't have to be different, but I could be willing to learn. And so I think for a while I wasn't really willing to learn those cuz I was like I'm good where I'm at. I don't have to change like I'm good. I'm good. But I think it was realizing that I can still be good where I'm at, but I can learn those things and not have to be all, like, full out on it. And so 
do you feel like it was because you were comparing yourself to people or yeah i think it's i think that's a lot of what it was is because like there is a lot of people around me i guess that played guitar that knew all the different chords and i'm just there your mom and bert don't I we know. don't I we're know. simple and uh so I don't know how many other people have been around you, but <laughs> that's funny. But it's um, not us. <laughs> Just note to everyone listening that pressure did not come from in-house. <laughs> but you know what? That's a great point to talk about, like the pressure of the world versus the pressure, you know, the lack of pressure even yeah. here. Yeah. But how you can bring worldly pressure in. Please, Wacy. You can bring worldly pleasure. Uh, or pressure. Listen, yeah. pleasure. Pressure. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Pressure. Yeah. Um, you can bring it in and it will literally get into your mind. It will, mm-hmm. it's like you brought in something that's not, that was never welcome. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, how, what was something that you had to do to really kind of get that out of you, out of your mind? Like, what's, what's something that you did? I think I had to, I had to realize and I had to like look in my mind and find, find what's wrong, but I had to realize that God loves my imperfectness and that he loves, like you don't have to be perfect because he never said you have to be perfect, but he loves your imperfectness. And so I think that you just have to really realize that. And I think that's, that's really what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That is really good. That is really good. So basically that goes into like where is the hardest and or most difficult to submit to God. Yeah. And I, I do believe that a lot of it has to do with us feeling like we have to be more than what he says we have to be. Mm-hmm. One day at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all keep on talking for a second. Yeah, where... Where is it hardest to submit? And I think, too, that, like, how how well do you serve others? And when is it hardest to, to serve others? Um, that goes right along with the, do you, you know, do you mind training for the mission? Or are you mission-minded? And, and do you read your Bible and all that? Because it all comes with um, wanting to grow. You know, there's sometimes that you might hit a spot in life where, you might find that you know the truth and you don't really want to go along with it. And that I'm like, Lord, please never let my heart get to that point because I want to, I want to be able to recognize the truth and to submit to that and know that even when correction doesn't feel good or even when serving others doesn't feel good or even when, you know, uh, preparing for the mission doesn't feel good. It's like that is, that is beneficial to, to my walk and to who I want to grow into and, and to um, everything that comes with that. Yeah. I think too, as we continue to travel and do what we do, I've been in ministry 14 years now. Uh, You've been part of that for six, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, Mac, I mean, you've got to witness so much. Um, God is good. The devil's bad, right? Yeah. Pastor Zach said it. We take it with us. That's a great simple theology right there. Uh, I'm this generation. It's like you want to be like, oh, I'm so saddened for what our kids are going through right now. But for me, I know that's a lot of people. That's what they say. I'm so, and I am. You don't like to see everything going on in the world. You don't like to hear it. You don't like to witness it. Um, But it should encourage you as leaders. It should encourage you as parents to raise your kids up. Mm-hmm. knowing that there is a God, that there is also a devil, and that God is good, the devil is bad, that God comes to love on you. He He wants to do the things that are exceedingly and abundantly more, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to go through some pits and you're right. not going to get into some muddy places. And you're not going to have to learn to grow yeah. in those places. But the enemies. The enemy's plan is so loud right now. I'm like, how can we deny God's? Right. Like the enemy's plan is so loud. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants you to be full of doubt. 
He wants you to be full of anger. He wants you to be full of rejection. Mm -hmm. He wants you to be so discouraged that you can't see your head out of a wet paper sack. Like he, he wants, that's, so it's like, for me, it's like, I'm not going to give him so much credit. I can see your plan enemy, but this is what the enemy, this is what, you know, God says about that. And this is what Jesus said to do about that. So Jesus is absolutely the the blueprint here. But there are things, in, in Mac, um, even recently, you and I walked through some stuff together. And I'm not going to put these details out, what you and I just walked through. But I think it is important for people to hear. Don't even look back. Just ignore it. Um, for people to hear how real things are. Because do we do, I mean, how would you describe our life? Do we just do church on Sunday and Wednesday? Like, what's it like here at the Hard House for you? No, I feel like we, we're the same people that walk through the door on Sunday as we are when we're at the house on a Tuesday like we're we're the same people every single day and I feel like a lot of people today are they walk in the church and they're way different and then they're outside the door and as soon as they step out they're a total different person but I feel like for us we walk in the door and nothing changes like we walk back out and nothing changes we're just us we're human we're is every day a good day here? Is no. Every day? no. Okay. No. I just want to make that clear. Like, every day is not a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Do we, you know, how do we handle those days? Um, we, well, we communicate a lot. <laughs> a lot. And I feel like when we're having a rough day, we don't, we're not just going to set it aside and we're not going to blow past it. We're not going to be like, oh, well, that just happened. Whatever. Let's just go on about our day. And we do, but we're going to figure it out first and we're going to, we're going to, line out what just happened we're gonna figure it out and then we'll go on about it but we're not gonna go out on about it sour and in mood like you know what i mean yeah sour mood no sour we don't like sour, sour moods around here no. <laughs> no sour no sour stuff but i will say that recently um because we are a house that firmly believes that the gifts of the holy spirit are active they're living they're breathing like we and i believe that right now there's a stirring of what's going on in the spiritual realm i firmly believe that uh mac and i have actually started to study the gifts of the spirit uh by Derek prince a book that um it's an older book it's an older older fella he's kind of hard to listen to just it's pretty dry but um it's, he's just a as you know a matter of fact kind of guy and i like that and um, just lay it out for me. Just cut to the chase. And so I really feel like that's what he, he does. And so Mac had um, some questions about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes what we do, um, I know for me, I know for different kids that I've talked to and different people that you can go to, say, Rodeo Bible Camp, or you can go to Falls Creek around here, you can go to church camp, and you get this spiritual high, like you have such an incredible encounter with the Lord, and it's like, oh my gosh, and then you leave out of there, and it's like what you just said, Mac, you just, it's left, and you're somebody different when you leave the grounds of wherever you've been, and so um, what, what is something that you feel like currently you're more curious about uh, when it comes to your relationship with Jesus and operating uh, in him and through the Holy Spirit? Like what's something that you feel like challenges you a little bit? Because it's like you've opened a gift, but you're like, oh gosh, I don't know how to work all the parts. I don't know what this, it's a really cool gift, but I don't really know. And so you do you feel like you can share just in, in wherever you are, you know, just something about that. But like, um, probably like the, the speaking in tongues part, like, I feel like it's easier to move in your gift when you're around people that you know and that you know won't judge you, and then you get into a different place or you get in a different crowd, and you know that you need to work in your gift, but you're like, I don't want that person to judge me that's sitting right next to me. Like, you're like, I don't want anybody to judge me that's around me, but you know that you're supposed to do it. Like, you know that God's laid it on your heart, and you know that you're, he's like, you need to do this because it's going gonna, it's gonna to help everybody. Like, it can help the person that's sitting next to you. Even though you're scared they're going to judge you, it's going to help. Like, it can help them. And maybe they're sitting next to you, and they're afraid to use their gift, but you're sitting there, and you're afraid to use your gift, so what's, what's the point in being afraid together when you can be the one that steps out, and you can be the one that helps open the door, I guess you could say, like, helps 
that person or even yourself to understand that it's there's no reason to be afraid to do it just because you're afraid doesn't mean God's afraid. Like, God's not afraid because he's the one who opened it all up. Like, That's when they gave it to you, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really great point. Yeah. What do you think on that, Bert? Um, That's such a great point, 14-year-old Mac Hart. Wow. So good. And, and yeah. it's not just with speaking in tongues. It's when people feel some wisdom for something. Like, something starts yeah. to manifest within them or knowledge or faith yeah. of, or you know, encouragement or discernment for someone or anything. And you're like, you're mute in that moment. It's like, get out of here, mute spirit in Jesus name. Mm -hmm. We walked through that just a few weeks ago, didn't we? I was like, okay, Mac was trying to talk to me and it was like, she could not do, she could not get the words out of her mouth. And I was like, I mean, it's not like a frog got your throat, didn't it? Yeah. And I was like, she'd say, well, well, you know, and I'm like, okay, we're going to, Hold on one second. We're going to get the oil out. We're going to pray about this. I am so that mom. And I encourage everybody to be that parent that doesn't just wait to get somewhere on a Sunday so that somebody can put some oil on you there. Mm-hmm. But be the elder in your home. Yeah. Be the parent in your home. Be the sister in your home. Mm-hmm. Be the brother, whatever, whoever is listening to this in your yeah. home that is not afraid to throw down. Because any time you're practicing at home, you're not practicing for it to stay there. You're practicing so that you'll get confident enough to take it out. And ministry is never the same twice. Right. Never the same twice. Mm -hmm. And so there is, God is absolutely a God of order. He is such a good, good, kind God. He's not a God of, he's not going to say do this or else. He's not controlling. And that's what you said. Discipleship's not controlling. Like it's an invitation. And when God has imparted these things to us and Jesus said we were going to get this the Holy Spirit and that he was going to be here with us and that we were going to need him yeah. for such a time as now. There's not going to there's going to be a time where we don't need the extra, right? And that's when we get to heaven. Yep. That's yeah. when we're going to be Yeah. When we all get to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. Y'all know it. Yeah. And so like but right now he's like, "Listen, I have imparted yeah. this gift to you and yeah it's gonna come with some stuff yeah and listen come to me and I will train you up and I'm, I'm loving the movement that we're see- the movement we're seeing everywhere I'm inspired as a mom to teach my children because I don't want the world to get to them first um I want all the weird questions to come to me you know and so uh, we've seen some we've been to different places in different uh, in different ministries different states and we've encountered a lot of hindering of the Holy Spirit. We've encountered a lot of people that are very uncomfortable. And some thoughts that I have on that is, you know, um, why does my faith intimidate you? And why are you not intimidated by your doubt? That's really good. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I listened to a, that's so good. Why are you not intimidated by your doubt? <laughs> um, I I heard a great word on, on Sunday. Um at church and he was talking about um you know in John 14:15 is that right where he says if you love me you'll obey me and it's very black and white if you love me you will obey me and and um the pastor was talking about the you know him him and his wife studying the love languages and how sometimes um the the way that you want to give love is not the way that the other person would want to receive the love. And so you have to learn that in each other. And and he was talking about how God's love language is obedience. You know, if you love me, you'll obey me. Yeah. And it's, it's very, you either do or you don't, there is no neutral ground. Right. And so, um, he said, you know, sometimes it's like we could, we could put it in our own. And he gave a couple examples and it was partial obedience where, um, he gave the example of like Abram, you know, when God said, leave, leave your family, leave your, your father's house, leave, leave where you're at, leave everything and go where I will tell you. And Abram obeyed, but then he brought Lot mm-hmm. and how, how that kind of caused some wrinkles and then the Lord smoothed it out. And, and, you know, his plan was, um, 
was still carried out, but it was like the partial obedience where he was like, I, I will obey you, but, but I might smudge the line a little bit uh-huh. right here. I might let a little bit of gray into this black and white situation. It's not gray. Yeah. And so the partial obedience and then the delayed obedience and substitutionary obedience where it's like, that's not how I want to obey you. I know that you've called me to obey you in this way, but I, I don't really want to because that's not how I want to obey you. So I'll substitute for this other thing where I know I'm still obeying a different area, but not this one. And I was thinking, man, that's so good because it's like God's love language is completely obedience. And when you're talking about the... He says that's all you have to be. Yeah. Mm. When, when you're talking about the gifts, I feel like the one I struggle with the most has been um, the discernment because I, I feel that very strongly but I think my flesh oftentimes is like, no, you know, you, <laughs> you feel something and you feel like the Lord is allowing you to, to discern this and he's giving you this thing. And you're like, oh, I don't think so. You know, and it's, I want to be able to fully deny my own thoughts about something and completely adopt God's perspective of it, of what I think versus what he says. Like, yeah. I, I want to be able to say, okay, I trust that this, if it's on my heart and I know that it's truly from him, mm-hmm. I want to be able to abandon my own thoughts about it completely. Yeah. And operate in that discernment and know I am obeying you, not in partial obedience, not in delayed obedience, not in substitution substitutionary obedience. I want to completely... You you gave me this. I want to give it back to you in a whole, yeah. Not in you know in pieces. So that's yeah. so good. Yeah, that's so good. Grace is not gray. Mm-hmm. Grace is not the gray area. Yeah, yeah. Because wow. it's truth. Y'all gonna we y'all we gonna have to get whew, get up in your word. Get up <laughs> in your word. Telling you what. Yeah. Mac, you don't have a phone, and you do not have social media how do you feel like that has positively affected you or negatively because explain your phone situation situation okay. yes so me and Wacy um share a phone and it's it's not an everyday phone it's more of when we're like when mom and dad are gone somewhere and we're just waiting for Bert or Bobby or somebody to stay with us that night or something and we'll just We'll have the phone for that day just to talk to mom or talk to dad. And it's literally for when they're gone. Like, it's not for any other time. (laughs) And so, we'll do that. Or it's for, I mean, I guess it's for when we're on, like, road trips or something. We'll watch it or something like that. But that's pretty much all it is. And I feel like it's not really, it's not a neg. Like, it hasn't really brought a negative thing. Like, it kind of sucks not having a phone every day. But at the same time, it's good not having to be in the drama and all the stuff in the world because you don't you don't know what's going on you're just like okay whatever <laughs> like honestly that's you're like that's i don't even know like. you're like i don't know what you're talking about but okay <laughs> l-i-v-i-n <laughs> that's right living living life <laughs> living i don't even, even know, know. <laughs> yeah it's like thinking about war being on the horizon and kids just being able to sleep through war because yeah. they don't know, yeah. you know, and that's, that's pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, <laughs> but we do want you to be prepared. So, yeah. um, I just want to encourage any parent out there to be open with your kids, communicate, ask the hard questions, be the first to not just talk about the worldly things, but to talk about the word of God mm-hmm. and if I can encourage anybody to encourage your kids, just start talking to them about it. You don't have to know everything about the Bible. You just have to know what he's done for you, to you, through you, that experience. I, We were sitting here before we got started, and we'll just kind of close with this, um, you know, the question, one of the questions that I had looked up for teenagers today is, do you know God? And, and that's a great question in general. Do you know God? You mm-hmm. know, and, uh, your response was like, yeah, you know, when I asked you that and, and, and I was like, how, how do you know? And I would love if you, because you didn't really get to answer that, but 
but maybe just answer that. Like how, how you believe in him, but how do you, how do you know? Well, oh gosh. Um, the quiet. Uh, well, I guess, I mean, I guess you really, like, you really get to know when, I guess, when you go, like, through something, like, that you know is from him, and that you know, like, nothing else could have brought it except for him, and then you're like, but I don't, I don't think that's what happened there, and you have people around you that's like, yeah, that's what's happened. Just open up your eyes and look at it. And then you're like, okay, maybe it is. And you, you start to realize. Like, you start to act really realize. And you're like, it's God. Like, you're like, I know it's God. Give me an example. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, how, like, give us, like, a prime example for, for you. Like, when you're like, okay, yeah, that was God. Um. What about the other night when we were in the bathroom and we started to pray and you started to have some thoughts that weren't God? And I said, what is that? And you got those out and then all of a sudden you experienced something. Maybe share something like that because we've already talked and established that Jesus, you know, is the risen son Mm-hmm. of God, but he is also God. And so, you know, we, we had these, these theological discussions earlier, but you know, a lot of people just want to know how, how do you know? How do you, why do you believe in him? And that's our testimony. It's because of what he's done in us that we couldn't do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So here you guys are getting a lesson on how you can explain to people, how did they know God? Well, what did God do for you? Uh, I don't know. I was just out in the pasture and I just had this experience. And you know what that could be? Your experience. And I don't understand what Mac is saying right now. So I'm asking her to maybe explain herself a little bit better because she's really good with words. And she really is good with words. This is not me picking on her. Um, well, I guess, yeah. The other night um, when me and Mom were talking and like we were we were sitting there and... I got, like, she told, she asked, um, what are your thoughts? And I told her what they were and we started praying and it was like, I felt, I felt this peace almost that. Can you tell them maybe a little bit more about what your words were? And it doesn't have to be about the other person, but maybe explain to them what thoughts you had coming into your mind. So they could get a better idea. Um, this is part of discipleship, in case y'all was wondering. You know, like mentoring, and like you draw that stuff out by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. Just in a short, like one word that came to your mind that night. Uh, like just one. I guess it. You have to be perfect. Like. you Say it again for the people that are in the crowd. <laughs> that you have to be perfect. Like I kept hearing it over and over and over again. Like it was like you have to be perfect. You're not perfect. You've got to change. You're not perfect. And like I guess a lot of times you, I really felt the pressure of like you have to be perfect. Like you're not perfect. Come on. Come on. You can do better than that. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. <laughs> So since we're, we don't have the uh, ability like everybody else does on a podcast to go back and edit, and we're going to roll through with this, I will say for Mac that you also said you had to be perfect, and because you thought you had to be perfect, you were thinking thoughts of self. Hatred. Yes, that is one of the things that you did say, and that's something that I think we've all felt. These mm-hmm. adults, you're no different as a 14-year-old child if you felt like you needed to be perfect and that you have hate for yourself because you don't like what you're looking at in the mirror. But we prayed about it. We obviously God wiped us from your mind. You couldn't even remember the words that were there. I love that. Yeah. That's right. The blood of Jesus got pleaded <laughs> over you. And so you're like, I have no idea about that moment. It's gone, mom. But it was there. And that's a tool. Like somebody's going to hear this and they're mm-hmm. going to hear your heart and they're going to relate to that. And they're going to see 
a way out. You know, yeah. they're going to see a way out. So with that being said, you, we prayed about it and then you experienced peace. Yeah. I don't know if she's quite there yet, but we're going to get there. I don't know if there's peace in the house on this one or not. We're going to have to pray about this when it's over again. Um, <laughs> Jesus name. But I am going to go ahead and say that we've got to get to worship practice tonight don't we? Yes, We've we got do. church. Children are really wanting to come into this house. Wacy is standing at the table. Wacy, say hello to everybody. Hello. Hello. What hello. is your, who's your favorite sibling? Um, come junior. on, get close. Come on, get close. They can't hear you. Junior. Junior's your favorite sibling? Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's your not favorite sibling? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? Uh-uh. Why? I don't know. Who's your most annoying sibling? Crystal. Crystal. <laughs> Just some truth from the hard house, the imperfect place that it is. Anyway, uh, maybe this will get easier the more that we talk to my children because I really, I know that they got a lot to share. And, um, and it can be intimidating when our siblings walk up to the table and we had such a peaceful <laughs> presence in here. Wacy's standing over us. It's a little weird. Anyway, not weird for mom, weird for Mac because y'all gonna have to work out what you said earlier about your brother. So... <laughs> Anyhow, all right, we love you guys. Um, we will we will see you again at some point. You will hear us again at some point. And if you have questions for us, please make comments. Um, please, you know, either email, write in a message on Instagram or Facebook or however. Um, but we want to be able to address those. Hope this helped you guys a little bit on discipleship slash mentor thoughts, whatever, moments, whatever you want to call it. Um, anyway, we will... See you soon. In Jesus' name. God bless. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. And if you have any questions about the podcast or questions for Leanne, please check out her website at leannehartministries.com. That's L-E-A-N-N-H-A-R-T ministries.com. If you'd like to book Leanne, you can do that for your services or event, and you can go to bookings on leannhartministries.com. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with Leanne, you can do that by reaching out on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, as well as leannhartministries.com.